to an any of the under 64 demographics. Woo! Incredible. Here's a pig report on a star line. Bill! Yeah! Hey, listen, real quick, back at, I'm not there now, but uh, just as you're getting off of 75, get on that turnpike. Yeah. Right at the bottom, baby, waiting pretty. Okay. Hey, listen, I want to say something real quick about the Dolphins. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm from, this is Tony from Berkeley. I'm not really a football fan. I mean, the, the Lions were never nothing to uh, be proud of. But, um, you know, I live here now, so I start to root for the team. Exactly. Get on a bandwagon. And you know something, though? I, yeah. I got to be honest with you. When when they got the, when they got the touchdown, I was jumping up and down, having a good time in the living room. But when they came back as fast as they did in those three plays, and before you know it, they were already on the 50 island, I thought that, I thought that they choked. And I gave up my hope. And my girl was telling me, well, don't give up now. You know, there's still time. And I said, no, they're good. And when he, when he kicked that field goal, I kind of felt bad because I, I gave up. And I guess that was wrong, but... Uh, I'm Got to hang in there, pal. I know. Gotta hang in true. there. It ain't over till it's over. Let me tell you something. That was exciting. It was phenomenal. Woo! It I, was mind-boggling. I wish I could have been there just to see everybody going nuts like that. You could tell it was just one of the best games to be at ever. So let me. Show, I'm going to ask you a couple football questions here. I know nothing about football. Um, all right, real quick, real quick. If the Dolphins beat the Bills, or when the Dolphins beat the Bills, that means what? That they go. They play the winner of the Raider uh, Bengal game. Okay, and that for the win AFC Championship. All right, now is that is that considered the Super Bowl after that game? Well, whoever wins that game goes to the Super Bowl against the winner of the NFC. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So in other words, there's like uh, three more games. Right. So there's still three away from even getting in it. Wow, this is exciting. Well, I'm going to be there at Joe Rivers. I'm going to check out that. Uh, at the bar there on, on Saturday. Okay, Tony. All right, listen, Neil, take it easy. Adios. All right. Wow. 12.33. Now, is that uh, from Pompano Park? Hello. Okay, and the piece on this, too. Okay, it's uh, 12.39. Just too much stuff going on here today, man. Why can't everybody be like Miriam? She's like lightning. She came in here, snipped that hair. She's out of here. She is incredible. And now Phil Saltzman's bugging me. Oh, I forgot to mention, by the way, Phil Saltzman picked... Five winners the day that uh, we were out there Friday at Calder. Of course, none of them paid over a dollar. He had to bet three for 20, $22.60. Phil, your picking was great, but the prices were a brutal, brutal. All right, well, the first race is over already, so we can't pick that. Oh, there's Clara's boy in the second race. That's it. How can we go against Clara's boy? Well, I'm going to pick against him, okay? He's got the rail in the six-for-long race. I'm going with Parsimonious and Heriberto Castillo. I'm going with Junior. Parsimonious. I can't pick Clara's boy. I just can't do it. He'll probably win. All right, 1240, let's go to Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yep. That guy that was talking to you about the satellite? Yeah. It was all wrong. Uh, well, I don't, listen, I can't, I can't take the luxury. I mean, there are like six people in the whole audience who have a satellite dish, and one woman in Coral Springs who's still waiting for Denenberg to do something. I can't put the whole audience into a coma with another terminal thing on satellite dish. Well, I subscribe to satellite today. 1241 at WYOD. We have an open line at Dave County. What is going on around here, man? What is going on? The phone is ringing, and this one is in and out. It's, this place has still not come back from the holidays. It really hasn't. This place is so disoriented and disorganized, and yesterday I'm listening to Rick and Sons and Marvin's wandering around a building, and the traffic is uh, from other stations on it. This place is like a hysteria city. Let's all settle down and get back to the realities of the cool, harsh world, okay? West Palm Beach. Neil, what's up, buddy? And go out and buy some lottery tickets and win at $27 million. How's it going? Pretty good, pal. 
True Dolphin here. I was at the game the other day. Okay. And that place was rocking. It was rocking and socking, man. It like was like, never uh, seen it. wow. You almost had to look around and make sure you were in Miami. I couldn't believe it. I really, and especially when the crowd was like leaving, everybody was singing and chanting. Yep. Incredible. It was fantastic. This also saw that movie uh, you're talking about last night. Great flick. Backfire? Backfire. Hello. Yeah. So long ago since I talked about it, I almost forgot about it. I know, it. I know. You want to talk about Backfire. It was an outstanding movie. What happened in the beginning? I kind of got in a little... Well, I didn't, I didn't see the very beginning, but uh, just in the beginning, he came back uh, from Vietnam, and he kept having all these flashbacks. I didn't see the first few minutes. Right, and the eyes in the bed. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Well, she kept, was plotting with her uh, first boyfriend uh, to do him in, and, uh, you know, it worked out perfectly, and then the first boyfriend chickened out, and... Uh, Got really his, bizarre. Uh, very, very complicated. She kind of got his head handed to her. So to platter. speak, yeah. Or <laughs> eyes on a platter or on the bed, anyway. That was, it was pretty uh, wild, huh? Yeah. How about, uh, you know, what do, what do you think about this Buffalo game coming up? Do you think Miami's going to rush a few more people and like three people at a time? Maybe well, a little pressure look, on I don't, uh, I, after all these games we've played, to suggest we're going to have a pass rush in this game, uh, I'll believe it when I see it. That's our probably the weakest link on the team is that we give the other quarterback all day to throw that ball. Okay, yeah, he could have ate a ham sandwich back there yeah, last that, game. That's I, the only thing that I just uh, am desperately praying for. But we'll yeah. see, you know, yeah. you, never, you never know. Buffalo, Buffalo's had a lot of erratic games, too. I'm not trying to sound cocky about the game, but they, they've had a lot of erratic games where they just uh, were off their feet. Yeah, you know? if we can get by them, I think we'll we'll make it to the Super Bowl. Yes, sir. You know it. Okay, uh, Bill's a douchebag. Okay. Take care, Neil. 1243, you know, the ratings are, what happened to the old days? You know, these people don't care about any of their stations anymore. They, what, what do they care about? Anything? Man. Except calling on the bat line. Who the hell is that on the bat line now? Who is that? Who? Phil. Phil who? Phil who? Okay, there he is. Boy, we just got... Uh, my head is swimming. I feel like Esther Williams. Oh, I'm sorry. That was bad. I don't want to be ostracized. Huh? Esther Williams was never this big. That whole silly crap over there. Boy, are they desperate or what? But I'm, I'm waiting for Al's announcement. The hell with all the other stuff. We've heard that a million times before. Let's hear the good stuff, Al. Come on. We have an open line in Palm Beach, 655-9463. And i got to tell you something. Here's a guy, Norman Kent, who is a friend who's my lawyer. And he works there doing mornings on Lightbulb Radio. He has no clue what's going on over there. Now, you're a witness. Was he not just on the phone here during the, one o'clock, the noon news break? And everything he told me was garbage. It was a bunch of crap. And it wasn't the guy on the phone before, and he's not out with Al today, but he's going to go on with him, and uh, bye -bye, the moon is in Uranus and all Norm, you haven't got a clue. I think the baseball card stuff is getting to your brain. That rotisserie baseball is starting to affect your mind, okay? Too many Mike Balecki cards. 1247 at WIO where we're ostracized. We're cut short from society. And if you don't believe it, just take a peek. Here's 610 W. Ask a question. We never looked at night. Was Hank on at all during this uh, book? When did Hank go on here at night? Of course, he's never on anyway. When did he go on? In November? I don't remember it. Where the hell is nighttime, 12 plus? Okay, let's uh, fumble for that while we take a call from Boca. Hello. Hey, Neil, what's going on? We're doing it. Good, this is Rico Pico train from Boca Raton over here. I want to know what happened to the 20,000 20, pounds of beef in Kansas City. Hey, you're on the wrong show, Rico. Call up Rick and Putt, okay? That's their deal. Give your beef to them, all right? Don't even know what the hell show he's listening to. Uh, let's see. Where is the uh, 7 to midnight? Here we go. 12 plus. Not on the first page. 
When did Hank go on? We don't know. About a month ago? We don't know. Um, not on the second page. Coast 3-4 at night. IOD 2-9 to a 3-3. That's the highest number at night in a little while. We'll give the credit to Hank. Okay, he deserves it. Maybe he'll give us a tip someday. Of course, that'll come in. Uh, we have an open line at Broward, 524-WIOD, Miami. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? I'm doing it. Very good. Neil, I need some numbers for some of the Hispanic stations, Spanish stations. Why is that? On the FM dial? On the FM dial? Yeah. Yes, sir. Lay it on us. We can how, handle it. How's, uh, how did XDJ do? Monday through Sunday, 6 a.m. midnight. Okay. XDJ. Boy, here's the guys even giving me the dentals. What station do you work on? Uh, competition. Oh. WXDJ, that's Radio Ritmo, from a 4 0 oh, What? 2554. Well, you were first uh, 12 plus. Can no, you no, give me 12. Well, no, one at a time. I got it right here. Well, that's a bonus. Okay, give me 12 plus. 4 0 to a 3 4. Okay. Okay, now if you work at a competition, you should be happy about that. Yeah, how'd CMQ do? Well, just a minute. 25 to 54. Here we go. Okay. 6 a.m. to midnight. Now, what do you want to know? XDJ. WXDJ, they're, uh, let's see, not on, they're from a 4-5 down to a 3-8. CMQ from a 3-1 to a 3-9. Beat them. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hmm. All right. Very good. Say hi to Russ. Thank you, Neil. Probably Russ Oasis' uh, assistant. We have an open line in Dade County, 751. Russ is a douchebag. 751 WI. He is. Hank came on November 20th. So this includes about a, uh, huh, a little bit of Hank. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. I don't want to say which part because we can't say that on the air. Well, Steve can say it. A lot. Mobile in Palm Beach. Good morning. Buenos dias. And how are you today? Buenas tardes. Hey, I wanted to tell you, you were right. Your buddy that called, Chucky, he's been, uh, you've been taking a high hard one for the past hour on FTL. Oh, boy, I I'll am. I'll tell you, did you know that you are an emotional basket case? Absolutely. And uh, we follow I'll, tell you, I'll tell you, guard has... Um, Guard has offered to pay for your therapy if you uh, agree to go. Oh, I'm so impressed. Do I have to wear Do I have to wear a dress and a, or a skirt when I and go? And they just Would you believe they just started taking calls about ten minutes ago, and about seventy five percent of what I've been able to hear because I'm up towards pointing now, and there's uh, some Delray station that's just bleeding all over them. Yeah, it's bleeding. But uh, you'd be surprised at the amount of callers that are saying, you know, get off your high horse and and you know leave the poor guy alone. Yeah. Or else maybe Alice should make a little statement and kind of clear the air. You oh, know? They, well, they read your letter, uh, or the letter that was mailed to you. Yeah. And uh, it was a very emotional experience for everyone involved. Why is that? I, I, we already told a story about Alice at the well, Palace. Well, it was a joke. I mean, and now they're trying to make a big sexual thing out of it? Well, not only that, but they're saying, you know, 22 kids uh, a day. Yeah, right, because they listen because... to this show, right? Absolutely. Let me, let me say this to you, okay? I, I don't want to dignify them by going on too much, but I'm going to repeat what I said yesterday. When other people in my position are as out front and open and, you know, as I am and can laugh about it and have a good time and, and tell other people to, to do the same thing and not take any crap from everybody, no matter what they are, then we'll have something, okay? So why, so why doesn't this uh, crackpot take his time and effort and go after the people who are harassing gays and other minorities instead of going on the air trying to help WFTL, you know, make some waves and I, help I Alice get on? You know, the guy, from what I'm told, he's a personal friend of Al. He was on Al's show on W Snooze. And it is so contrived, and of course, in the back of my mind, I really have to wonder who is behind all of this contrived controversy. I wouldn't want to suggest by any stretch of the imagination that anybody we all know and love could have whipped this up, you know, to again manipulate, use Neil Rogers as the battering ram to get attention. But do you think there's any possibility of that, Steve? Oh, excuse me. <laughs> well, it's, I guess what they're, they're trying to say is... Desperate. That, 
you're you're uh, uh, you're emotionally disturbed, and yeah. uh, you're just ashamed of uh, what's going on. Uh, That's right. That's why I'm in the closet, right, Alice? Oh, I, is that a little backward, I guess, huh? Oh well. Have a great life, pal. You too. Thanks for the report. And it's interesting. We certainly haven't been flooded with reports, have we? Isn't that amazing? I wonder why. We have an open line on the star, star line at Star IOD. And Norm, let me let me just convey a message to Norm Kent. You know, if you're going to be on the station playing radio and pretending to be a uh, whatever you're supposed to be, at least, like, find out what's going on over there, will you? You're giving us some bum information, okay? I mean, we got to depend on our, on our spies out there to find out what's really going on. Well, let's see. Norm's office, though, is in a, a building with a lot of heavy cement walls. Probably can't pick it up in there, right? Are you still working on it, Henry? Can you get it yet? No, I can't. I really can't. Well, he, I'm telling you, Barrow has been back there. He's been twisting it and turning it, the antenna, that is, and just uh, can't handle it. A pig report on a mobile. Hey, Neil. Yeah? They're out here all over 95 right now. Yeah. They're, like, sitting in the middle under the bridge, and they're sitting in front of stalled cars not hiding. Where's that? Uh, just between Yamato Road and Glade. Between Yamama Road? Yamato Road and Glade. Ooh, a good one. They tried to get me, but I slowed down too quick. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was, I was coming in this morning on the uh, turnpike. Uh-huh. They're on, just when you get around the Joe Robbie Stadium there, you know, there's that overpass. Yeah. And he's sitting up there on the overpass. Uh-huh. A pig on the bridge. Huh. You know what you call that, don't you? A pig on a platter. There you go. <laughs> well, everybody who was driving by was yelling, jump, jump. <laughs> Have a great well, day. I tell you what, I want to yep. do my civic, all-American duty by letting everybody know that they're out there. Today. You're a great American, sir. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Okay, and slow down. 1258. They had all the new cars. No, in fact, they didn't have all the new cars on this morning. They were doing a thing on the CBS Morning News from the uh, auto show, the big auto show in Detroit that opens in a couple of days, like a little preview. And Lee Iacocca must have bought out the whole CBS network because all they were showing you was basically, at least the part that I saw, Chrysler. Uh, the Dodge, the Viper, which is going to be incredible, which Rick Riley's already ordered two or three, but after he sees the book, he may sell one. But um, uh, I don't understand that. What was that all about? All we kept seeing was uh, Chrysler this and Dodge that and... Uh, I'm sure there were, we did see like a BMW, a big $75,000 Beamer, but I'd, uh, maybe I just uh, missed the good parts. Fort Lauderdale. Hey, Neil, what's up? How you doing? Hey, you were at the game Saturday night, weren't you? Yes, sir. The atmosphere great? It was phenomenal. Yeah, it was. It was unspeakable. It was the best game I've ever been to. In yeah. history of mankind. Could be one of the great games in the history of the league. So loud. Yeah. Great. Hey, how about Sammy, though? He did pretty good. That's right. Maybe he, maybe he got a wake-up call. Before, it always looked like he was, like, speed walking, you know? It looked like he was playing touch football. Yeah, he, he was really hitting the holes pretty hard. You bet. We definitely need Offered all back, too. Amen. Let's definitely. kick their ass. All right, I just wanted to say Lou Holtz is a douchebag. Well said, pal. Thanks a lot. See ya. What a great call. He really, he, I mean, he really capsulized the entire world right there in about 30 seconds, which is just what we needed because Elaine is not taking no for an answer. She's got that news in that newsroom, and she's not taking any crap from anybody anymore. That's her New Year's resolution. For many of those real old guys. Rick and Suds with the payphone challenge 2 to 6 this afternoon. Sports talk at 6.05. Hank Goldberg with uh, quarterback coach Gary Stevens. I've been trying to get that in all the time. We just keep running. The music keeps running out. 7 at WYOD. And uh, I just want to say this. I had a couple of calls off the year during the news. So I know what's going on with Alice and with FTL and with Charles, whatever his real name is. And there is no question in my mind who has orchestrated this fiasco, this debacle, this outrage over there, and quite frankly, most people are not listening to it anyway. And secondly, you know what it reminds me of? When I was on Zeta, and certain unnamed parties were going after me, whom we don't talk about on this station, and I've told you why, and we won't, 
Uh, and certain individuals over here with the initials SK were calling this parties every day and aiding and abetting and feeding it with a lot of crap. And then when I came over here, all of a sudden, and the tables turned around, wow, boy, what a mistake. And now, Steve, you're trying to do it with somebody else because you have this, talk about neurosis. You've got this obsession with Neil Rogers that's like beyond, I mean, so far beyond the scope of anything normal or acceptable. It's just, it's an obsession. And you really believe you're going to build a whole radio station by Neil bashing every day and talking about Neil Rogers? I got news for you. That gets old. Real old. I mean, I do a lot of bashing, but I like to spread it around a little bit, okay? In addition to which, well, I'm not even going to, I wouldn't even dignify it by going into it, okay? Fort Lauderdale. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Okay. Uh, my family jewels are ticklish, and Steve Kane is God. Let's go to Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yeah. This is Bob. In yeah, Pompano. Bob. How you doing, Bob? Good. How are you today, Okay. Neil? I just have a problem with this guy at the uh, Miami Herald, Edwin Pope, writing down that the uh, Dolphins manhandled the offensive line of the Chiefs. Uh, I think he was a little outrageous by saying that, don't you? Yeah. A little uh, carried away. A little carried away? Mm-hmm. And also, because Christian Okoye, uh, what did he gain, like 80-some-odd um, yards, and he only played mostly in the second half. Right, right. Uh, we're, I think this guy was watching a rerun of the... Well, Edwin the Pope is just, uh, he's in the twilight zone. He thinks he's a big-time sports writer, and he writes for the Herald, so you got to uh, understand, you got to look the other way. Yeah, he. I think uh, he hit the concession stand in the first half a little too much. Yeah, like some of the fans did. Yeah, that's true. Uh, another question, Neil. Why don't we do this for the Dolphins? Not go up there, save the money and put the money to the Camellas house. Have a great life, pal. All right, great. 109 at WYOD. We have an open line in Dade County. So whatever that... Do you understand what that means? No. 751-9463. Let's go to a mobile in Deerfield. Hey, Neil. How you doing? My speakerphone sucks. Yeah, I can tell. I, I can barely hear you. Can... How's this? Is that better, sir? That's great. Okay. That's great. Don't worry about these people bashing you. Yeah, they got to get a life anyway. Well, no, but it, it's just so pathetic. I mean, it's so transparent, this desperate attempt to make, like, a whole radio station out of Neil Rogers 24 hours a day. Why don't they just put my picture on their billboards or whatever uh, promotion they're going to have and just call it Neil Rogers Radio? It's uh, unprecedented. I've never heard of such a thing. Maybe get some royalties out of it. There you go. Maybe Steve can uh, sell me some spots. Happy New Year. You there? Yeah, I'm here. There's a crappy connection. Uh, as far as the Dolphins go, that was a great game. And everybody's saying, oh, they're going to go up to Buffalo, and they're going to disappoint us all, but I think they're going to rise to the occasion. Well, first of all, anybody who is saying that is some kind of a fan, okay? I mean, I realize we could get whipped again up there. It's possible. Buffalo's a hell of a team. But, you know, it's a game. It's one day, one game. Anything can happen, okay? So if you're a real fan, you don't say those kind of things. You're That's optimistic, right. and you hope for the best. Well, you know what they say. Third time's a charm. Okay. Damn. Good day. Well, we beat them the first time. Did anybody forget that? We beat the crap out of them down here, 31 to 6. Did anybody forget that? I guess. We have an open line in Dade County, 751, and one on the star line, star IOD. Who is that? Phil Saltzman is on the line already? Yes. Wow. Neil? I can't. Let's go. Boy, he must have had a hell of a New Year, you know what? I think he was out in a mushroom field in Ogis. 119 at WIOD, Pompano. Hey, hi, Neil. A couple things. First of all, uh, in regards to the Pompano, uh, the harness track, yeah. when I read on the uh, program, I uh, need a little bit of advice here. No where it says SVD dash and then ground, G-R-O-U-N-D. Saving ground. What does that mean? That means the horse has stayed on the rail all, all the way or most of the way. and the That's not usually a very good sign. 
In other words, if a horse is second or third and it's a saved ground, I mean, it doesn't mean he won't run well the next time, but it means that he might look like he raced better than he did because he stayed on the inside. Oh, he'd never made a move. He just stayed on the inside. Right. Well, he never made a move uh, off the rail. Kind of like, kind of like Osvaldo Formia. Yeah. There you go. Excellent. Did he ever race that horse again? By the way. Uh, not yet. Where is it? I don't know. I think it may still be in the barn. Maybe he left town. Uh, by the way, uh, when you went to your break, I kind of switched over to Alice. At Alice, and. Uh, I think they made a mistake doing what they're doing. They're getting bashed pretty bad. I don't know if you're monitoring or not. No, I, I, first of all, I couldn't pick it up here if my life depended on it inside the building. You can hear it in the car a little bit out on 79th, but inside a building, no way. And secondly, I mean, I'm embarrassed for them. I mean, first of all, here's a guy comes on here. Oh, I have no desire to talk about Neil. We're going to talk issues. We're going to talk about the Middle East. All the stuff that's going on in the world today, and the best he can do is to bring this guy on who's a personal friend of his who won't even use his real name. He's such a, such a coward and come on a year to attack me and to make up all kinds of crap. You know, if they wanted, I mean, that's all a fantasy. But if that's what Al's show is going to consist of, I think at least we ought to have a little honesty in there. So why doesn't he tell us what he's all about, okay? If he's so concerned about Neil and my sex life or alleged sex life and what I'm interested in and what I say, why don't we hear more about him? It's his show. That's what they're asking. He has no answers. Oh, he has no answers. Well, you know, when the people who work with him on his own station call him a wimp, and I'm not making that up, that, he was called that twice yesterday by people who work at his own station, I think that should uh, give you a good reason why, you know, coward sits back there, bring, bring somebody else on to bash me. Why can't he do it himself? Maybe you don't have the balls to do it. Maybe somebody ought to check. Have a great day, sir. Good luck. Unbelievable. Just incredible. But just predictable. You know, like I said, when Steve first started over there, bring all his friends over and start this whole thing and manipulate people and try to get people to do this and to say that. And it's amazing because Norm Kent's telling me just as recently as a couple of days ago, oh, Al has no desire to talk about you, and Steve is the one that keeps pushing him to do this. Steve, and of course we know that's true. I remember the, the, one of the most embarrassing shows I ever heard in my life was when Steve was over here and I was still at Zeta, and he brought in Bob Kunst and his good pal Rick Siderman with whom he's joined at the hip. And they proceeded, it was almost, I guess, probably verbatim what they're doing over there today with different cast of characters. And making up all this fantasy about uh, who I do this with and who I dream about and who I... It's amazing because these are people I don't even socialize with and never have. And yet they've got all this uh, fantasy in their heads. And of course, Steve has spent his whole adult life on a psychiatrist's couch. And yet he and his cronies over there are telling all the rest of us that we're nuts, etc. and so on. boy, Steve. And they're no homeless either. They're all just a bunch of bums. I mean, King Paul, I got news for you. Like I said before, you're a disgrace to the business. You change format every five minutes. And you've turned, you know, the keys over to your station to a bunch of guys to play radio. I think it's embarrassing. If I was going to buy a car, I'd have to really think pretty long and hard about that, you know. 22 after 1 at WIOD, Fort Lauderdale. Uh, Neil. Yes. Um, the only good thing about FTL is between 11 at night and about 3 in the morning, you don't have to listen to any commercials. Did you know that? Why is that? I guess um, they just work for free. Who knows? Well, Craig is on from 10 to 2, isn't he? He's very good, too. Well, you'll never hear me knock Craig. Craig is a good friend of he mine and a knock, good guy. And he you'll doesn't never... knock you either, That's though. right, and you never will hear it either because Craig is not a phony baloney and not a... Not a uh, Desperado, he's a good guy, and he's, he's got a—he's a good talent. He's like Wishner; he just doesn't. Well, job. I wouldn't say that, but yeah, he just goes in and entertains, yeah. and he's got a good sense of humor. And you'll never hear me knock Craig—that's for sure. Um, 
Neil, I'm going to Vegas again on Monday. Yes, sir. I went in August. Yeah. A couple of years ago, I had serious um, illness, and I listened to you talk about your trip when you stayed at the Tropicana. So right. I said, if I ever get better, I'm going to go. Well, I went in August, and I had a great time. How can you not have a great time? Absolutely. The nicest people in the world, and I've been 20 years in the Air Force. As they, say, the as they say in Vegas, you bet. Even the guy, I don't care what job they had, they're all nice. You bet. And, um... This time I'm going to be staying at the Aladdin. I did stay at the Tropicana, like you said. You stayed. Yeah. Which was nice, but didn't have a horse room. Uh, it, you know. A sports book. Sports book, yeah. Well, the Aladdin's got a decent sports book. Not great. It's okay. But let me tell you what happened to me, Neil. I was tired and run down when I got there from all my surgery. But the second day when I found the sport book at the Aladdin, I had four tracks going, and between races, I was running out, playing roulette, shooting right. guys, That's playing the way slot to do machines, it. running back. My friend who went with me said, Trap, you look like you never spent a day in the hospital, and I just got finished with 100 days in there. So I have to um, thank you a little bit for my recovery. Okay. Well, go. Uh, don't If you make a big killing out there, just remember us, okay? Well, I remember uh, Dr. Joe Greer down at Camilla's house. Okay. I do it that way. You well, know listen. him? No, I sure don't. Very appreciative. Okay, good luck to you, sir. Let us know how you make out. Okay, Neil. Okay. 124, Mr. Riley's in the building. Mr. Riley. What? Got kind of a quim... Now, have you heard any of this uh, attack that's been going on? Well, come on in here for just a second, and let's uh, play the game a little bit, okay? Let's give them what they want. Let's give them a little bit of attention, because I looked in that... I'm scoured those pages, and I can't find hiding her hair. Although, oh, 65 plus, I think they got a pretty decent number, like about a two. What is it now? Uh, about. About 125 in the afternoon. Yeah. As, about as 82 you've in You've got it. You know, you've been in the business long enough. You know the market. Your summation is perfect. See, there are some people with good intentions, like called in off the year. And I appreciate getting a little spy report. I'm not going to get hysterical. They're being just, sucked into it. That's just what I'm trying. They, they want me to do is to get sucked into a big exactly. screaming war and back and forth. I mean, Alice is small potatoes. When I was on INZ and he was on NWS, I had a nine share. He had a two seven, and most of his people were over the age of two hundred. Al is like a cheap imitation of me, and he's been that for years. He doesn't have an act. He has no sense of humor. He certainly is a wimp, like his friends call him, because he's got no courage, no balls to stand up and be counted for any cause, whatever it is. And here he's over there bringing an egg and this guy on who's got an organization of three people. Three people. Yeah. And Steve Bosque and the Broward Herald has evidently given this guy a lot of coverage. He's got him convinced he's uh, whatever he is, you know. And it's just, it's ridiculous. Like, they're going to tell me what I'm going to say and what my sense of humor is going to be. It's, it's a joke. It's, You're it's right. embarrassing. You're right. And like I said, with all the things that are going on in the world, if they're supposed to be the talk station, he, and they're still clamoring away to try to suck me into a big contrived radio war, I mean, this has got to be like the third time, well, I don't know what terms they're putting it in because I haven't heard it, but I know I did hear uh, somebody said, Steve said, I'm declaring war on Neil Rogers as of now. That was like two weeks ago, and if it, no shots have been fired yet. And then Norm came on a couple of mornings ago, and I did hear it. I'm declaring war, and of course, in a funny way, because Norm and I are friends. But I mean, there's, this ain't the war. There may be a war next Tuesday or thereafter, but mm -hmm. uh, this ain't the war. Listening to you, you make it sound interesting. So I punch over there to see what's going on. Yeah. Hey, listen. And it's boring. Yeah. You know, you stick with it for a minute, and it's boring. It's the same I old mean, I crap. Sit here, how many months did I sit here in the summer and have MTV on and talk about the Nelson Twins? I don't deny what my tastes are, okay? I'm not interested in minors, in spite of whatever crap they're giving over there. 
but but hey, I'm interested in good-looking young guys, just like a lot of guys my age are interested in good-looking young women. I have no problem with that, and I've talked about it and joked about it for years, right on the air here. Now, there are other people on the air in this community who have very similar tastes, who used to put up pictures of, um, what's David, Sean Cassidy, mm -hmm. back at WNWS, and other young Peter Barton and people like that. Uh, if they want to talk about it on the air, that's their business, okay? If they're ashamed of it and embarrassed and cower in a closet, then they got a problem. I don't have any problem with it. Well, in between the time they wrote the letter and the time he made the appearance on the show, I think they forgot about that freedom of speech deal. So they kind of backed off a little bit and said, well, we're, and they're going to disavow you. You can't be one well, of I'm them anymore. Well, I'm ostracized. Yeah. I can't be yeah. gay. You can't be one of them anymore. Are you sure? I think is that, so. Is that a fact? I think so. Well, I feel so sorry about that. But as I said, this crap about kids committing suicide. You see, it's people who are persecuted by people like this Charles Peake or whatever his real name is. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have the balls to use his real name. And this kind of crap. Isn't it interesting? We have witch hunts from people on the far right. And you expect them, as unpleasant as they are. But when people who are members of groups who have been persecuted start doing the same crap, it reminds me of Joe McCarthy and, uh, and Roy Cohen and that, the 50s witch hunts. You know, the mm -hmm. same kind of crap coming from within your own so-called people. There is no gay community here, and there never has been. This is not a city like in, no. in San Francisco or New York where there's like this big bonding. There's a population, there's no but right. there's not a community. Exactly. There's no such thing. Okay? In addition to which, even if there were... Uh, I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in being me as a human being, making my statements, living my life, and having my sense of humor, and not having somebody else dictate to me what I can say and what I can't. And that's just the way it's going to be. Exactly. And they can do the same crap every day for the next uh, 10 years. It doesn't, it's not going to, certainly the audience isn't going to be impressed by it. They're going to be revolted and turned off by it and embarrassed by it. Your summation was totally accurate. It's contrived. Yeah. It's and you know something who's behind it. It's something that they figured and they could involve you. What, you know, if they're going to contrive something, what are they going to go after? And let me say it again before he even gets on the air. This station, as you know, uh, we had gigantic kiss in September mm -hmm. in the ratings. Mm -hmm. and, and, and hey, we joke about all the time when they're great, we'll take credit. When they're bad, we'll cry. But they bounce around. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, you've got solid numbers in there. You bet. They, they dropped. Okay? Mine dropped. Ranieri's dropped a lot. The fact is, they're still solid. I look the rest of the numbers here. I've got all the sheets. You see them right there. 35 to 64, I can't even find. Now, Steve has gone from a 1-2 last month in the trend to a 1-3, which is hardly any... Two months out of the three in the, in the book is mm -hmm. not... That's not exactly something to write home about. In addition to which, when you look through the demos, there is nothing there in any of the demos under 64, male or female. So, obviously, that 1-3 is almost all 65-plus, which is the FTL audience. Now, I realize they've only started the thing a short time, and it's going to take some time. I'm not going to be unrealistic. But as far as making this gigantic impact, it ain't their baby. So if he wants to come out and say, oh, gee, they took another hit over there, Rick and Suds, they really suck, and try to sell it like he's taking the audience away. Well, I got news it for you. If he has, it ain't in here. Yeah, okay. Everything settles in. And to come on like they're doing and trying to get a big thing going, like I say, I punched over there. I was ready to hear, you know, something good happened, just something just lively, something interesting. Yeah. It's boring. A minute and a half, and you want to tune well, away. I don't understand how they can keep it going for two hours. How one time did he come I on don't on? know. I have no idea. Uh, I mean, that's that's got to be like almost the world's record. Although Steve, like I said before, he did a couple of real good ones over here. Yeah. With, he had the unmentionable one on one time for three hours, doing basically the same thing. And then he did that show with Siderman and Kunst, which I can't even describe how gruesome it was. It was just uh, ridiculous. And again, just making stuff up as they go along. These are not people I socialize with or have anything to do with. Yeah. In addition to which, stuff that they would like to dredge up from uh, 15, 18 years ago, hey, that's ancient history, okay? 
ancient history, like times that I worked with Rantel. How long has it been since I worked with him? I left WNWS in uh, December of 83. So it's been like seven, almost eight years, seven, over seven years since I've left there. I've had, I think I had dinner with him once or twice in the interim, spoke to him once or twice beyond that. I have nothing to do with him. But I'd sure like to find out, you know, if, if he wants to start doing this about delving into things, I'd be fascinated to hear him tell us more about himself and about the people he's lived with the last uh, several years since we've kind of parted or gone different gate ways. And, uh, you know, let's find out just instead of this tower. You know, my mother's on the phone. She's crying. Because, I mean, grow up already, will you? <laughs> Jeez, i got to understand whether you're like a little punk kid, but now the guy's got, what, 35 years old? He's got to be. 34, 35. Yes. It's time to grow up already, Alice, and stop being a, a wimp. I mean, when your friends are calling you a wimp behind your back, there must be a good reason for it. Butch up. Oh, I'm sorry. We're not supposed to say that. No, I think that is the message. Isn't that from his guest? You're supposed to butch up? I think so. See, where these people are coming from, and I had no idea who they were, and of course this group, like I said, is like three or four people. They are like um, macho gays. In other words, they're like um, football player types, jock uh, locker room, that kind yeah. of mentality. And that's fine. But they're evidently, talk about neurosis, they have a real problem with the stereotype of gays. And I have a problem with that, too. But nonetheless, if it's being done for fun, like you hear it done all the time, mm -hmm. that's one thing. If it's being done to create terror and loathing, that's another thing. So that's where their problem is. Well, it seems to me when you discriminate against people who are effeminate or who are transvestite or whatever, I mean, that's all in the same category. You know, it's just a matter of degree. Just like there are straight people who are into whips and chains and leather and there are straight people who are into wearing their wives' underpants. I mean, hey, that's, that's life. But in the context of what I hear, you don't do it to other people. You do it to yourself. Yeah. And if you can't poke fun at yourself, you can't poke fun at anybody else. Well, you know, I have the letter. You know, it's interesting to me. Um, it's, where's that letter? Here, I brought it in. I haven't touched it all day or the letter either. But there's a line in here that says, um, when you call a man a female name, many people conclude that gay men run home to put their panties and dresses on. Now, Alice is my reference to Al Rantel, and has been for many, many years. And mm -hmm. I told a story about Alice at the Palace when we mm -hmm. had dinner at that Fort Lauderdale restaurant, which is... That's what I heard him mention. Okay, now let me say this to you. Al Rantel is neither fish nor fowl publicly, okay, as far as on the air. Mm -hmm. Now, if he were an out-of-the-closet homosexual, and I were calling him Alice, then it would fit in the context of this letter, even though I wouldn't agree, but mm -hmm. it would fit. But in light of the fact that I don't make reference to any known gay people by any female names, that I don't know what this letter is even talking about. Exactly. Unless there's some announcement coming that we don't know about. And the other word that I have is that Mr. Manipulator over there, Mr. Ego, is trying everything in his power desperately to prod that announcement to come. With certain... Really? Well, that's what I hear from inside from one of his best friends who also happens to work there. He's Mr. Something. Manipulator. He's yeah, he really is. He's yeah. bad news. He oh, really yeah. is. He's bad news. Well... That's why and I again, have a, a guy who has, I, and, and the reason they wanted his ass out of here badly was because he has no clue as to where to draw the line. And he's proven mm -hmm. that over there. He's only been there a couple of months. He's proving it beyond the shadow of a doubt. The crap he pulled on you personally with the crap about your wife and now this stuff that he's orchestrating over there on the internet, which I'm sure he's loving every second of, he has no clue as to where to draw the line. This and is when, why I have voided when, myself from the and arena. And when King Paul starts getting the fall, fallout, from the crap that they're going to wreak upon the airwaves of their light bulb over there, I don't think he's going to be too happy about it. You know, it's one thing to talk a good game, just like they did over at Gagana when I was at INZ and Zeta. Anybody can talk a good game, but then when the fallout starts coming in, 
and you have to pay the piper. That's another story. It takes a lot of money to back up these arguments. Yeah. And for a station that was on the verge of bankruptcy before they made the change, right. uh, I don't know where that money's going to come from. Could be a very short... Uh, so you know, talk like a, is cheap. Like a lot of the uh, tenures of the format over there could be very quick. Could be. In addition to which, I do want to say this while you're sitting here, another one of these, let's start some trouble with the Hank Goldberg stuff. Uh, Mike Disney was in here after the numbers came out during mm -hmm. the news break and congratulating me on the numbers, because even though I dropped a little bit, they're still solid and mm -hmm. so on. And he said, you know, Rick and Suds dropped a little too, but he said, I like them. They're doing a great job. And I said, yeah, they're doing great, and the, the people, the listeners love them. So that comes from the general manager of the radio station. Well, so good. if there's really any of this crap going on, that uh, we're, we're uh, getting Hank Goldberg, he's in training, and we got him warming up in the locker room, and he's in the bullpen, it's a bunch of crap. Hey, in fact, the same person who I, I don't want to get Norm into a lot of trouble, so I won't mention his name, but the same person who works over there with Steve, told me uh, s several days ago that all that stuff about Hank is just contrived again to sure. try to start a rift over here. I mean, Steve, when are you going to grow up already? Put something real on the year, okay? Whatever your act is, find it and do it. But, it, man, anybody who can't see through that has got to be blind. You know, they got to think that Sophia Coppola is like uh, Sophia Loren. Mm -hmm. But anyway, have a nice day. Well put. Thank you. See you. Bye. 136 at WI, D, and we'll be right back. Well, we don't have time to play the whole thing a thousand times, but let's at least keep the uh, feeling alive, okay? As they say over there. North Miami. Tell those uh, reporter dummies over there, there's no such thing as a policeman's 9mm service revolver. What? What is that? Reporters over where? Oh, at the coast, okay. We'll get all over, uh, we'll jump on Mary's ass. 140 at WIOD, we have an open line in Dave. Johnny made a face when I said that. At 751-9463. 751-WIOD. That was bad, okay? It was bad, but I thought I liked it. Pompano. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you? Okay. Great. Uh, I just was at your remote Friday. Yeah. I was the putz who came up to the table with the beautiful little girl in my arms and uh, showed you the winning ticket for the first race. Right. She picked it. Yeah, that's right. Man, yeah. that was a, a 20-some dollar horse. That it was a $12 bet and a $148 payoff. Woo! We left. Bring that little girl back. She can be our handicrapper. That's it. I, I didn't want to rub it into Hank too badly. <laughs> uh, let, me, let me tell you, Hank, I like Hank a lot. Hank's a great guy, but Hank is, like most gamblers, a real BS artist. When he up at the Dolphin game the other day, all he's talking about is how he hit the bet three. He stuck around, he hit the bet three, but it only paid twenty two sixty. He didn't tell you about the $80 jillion he lost on the pick six in those first two races, okay? So he plunged his guts out there on Friday, believe me. That's it. I, I've only been to uh, Calder to any horse race. This is the second time. Uh, I don't understand the racing forms. I, as a matter of fact, the uh, first race Friday, I tried to bet a Quinella. So I don't know. Yeah, good luck betting Quinellas to save that for the dog track right, in the right, highlight. Right, uh, highlight, which right. I saw you at that remote also. Yeah. But uh, I didn't do as well. But the thing is, I, mean, just, I just go over, I look at the horses. And and what well, let your little girl pick him, okay? Let her uh, pick the color she likes and all that stuff, and that you'll wind up retiring in five years. That was it. Hey, listen, let let Steve uh, die in peace. You know, the less you talk about him, the sooner he's going to die right. because it's, isn't it embarrassing? Isn't it embarrassing though to keep going back to the same old crap over? I mean, you know, one day I heard him a few days ago talking about, well, let's turn it into a sports station at IOD, and all Neil talks about between the Godfather and and sports. 
and yet you'd think that they've got something to talk about, and it always reverts back to Neil Rogers. So if there's so much else to talk about, and I'm so boring, how come it is they keep talking about me? That's exactly Fascinating. Right. We all like listening to, about horse races and the Godfather. And, and whatever else. is timely. You know, I mean, the hurricane thing was timely. The dolphin thing is timely. Now the Godfather, everybody was talking about. We talk about whatever is going on, you know. Exactly. And if he don't like it, tough potatoes. And the number show, we enjoy it. So have a keep it up. Have a great life. You too, sir. 142 at WIOD. Let's go up to Joe Brennan right now in Metro Traffic. Joe? You know what you guys ought to do? Seriously. Rick and Suds ought to start. I know Ranieri would never do it because he's like asleep in the morning. But you guys ought to uh, start going to Tom, uh, what's his name? Tom uh, Robinson. Robert. Robert. Well, who knows? Same difference. It's a phony name like mine. Tom Roberts. Like at, like at times when you don't expect it at all. You know what I'm saying? Like at 421 uh, or whatever. You know, like at 407. Oh, hey, how about we go up to Tom Roberts right now, Metro Traffic, check what's going on with Skywatch 610. But, and then just open the pot and you can hear him while he's doing traffic on Y100 or something. I loved that yesterday at 5.30. That was, I was just uh, doing it right in my car, I'll tell you. I had to wipe the stains off the seat. It was just incredible. Man. Well, Ellen, uh, the Metro uh, traffic, and on the Palmetto, they're uh, eating uh, bugs and bug this, Tom, okay? Man, you people are... Between him and Soper, we're going to have a contest in 91 to see who's not there the most time. Soper's got an excuse. He's on tape. Okay? He can't help it if the car doesn't recue. Do you know that when you watch Bob Soper on Channel 7 on the weather, that's also on tape? You didn't know that, did you? Did you know that? They've got like 10 tapes. And what they do is they kind of like look out the window because they've got big windows here next door. And they check out how the weather is. You know, if there's a little sunshine. And they pull out like number one or number three. He's on tape, Bob Soper, radio and TV. In fact, nobody has seen a guy like in 20. He shows up at the parades on the weekends. He's a good guy for that stuff. Lauderhill. Hey, how you doing? Okay. Uh, I, I've been a Dolphin uh, ticket holder for 22 years, and I, I'm right on the 50-yard uh, line, also opposite you. Yeah, I saw you the other day. You were going nuts. Well, what happened was during the fourth period, I thought I was going to have a car in here. I was getting oh, excited. I was pacing back and forth. In fact, a couple of people who knew who I was were shouting up like they thought I was going to just uh, keel right over. Well, what I kept doing, I, I, I didn't know if I was alone, so I kept looking at the binoculars across at you to see if you were as tense as I was. And we were both sort of fit. You had peanuts going there, didn't you? Peanuts? I, I thought you were chewing on peanuts. No. I was anyway, chewing on my fingers. But the, is that what, what do you was? say I was chewing on peanuts? Say that very, very carefully now. We don't want to give them any more material over there. Yeah. Peanuts. But uh, the stands, the, the, the upper deck was actually vibrating. Yeah. Oh, don't say that either. Absolutely. We were just talking about Channel 7. Don't get Sarah all upset. Yeah, but listen, uh, You know Friday. that's her real name, by the way? Sally Fitz's name is Sarah. Sarah. Play a little song for her, Sarah. If the Sarah Fitz, wear it. Uh, Go ahead. It was either Thursday or Friday, and uh, Steve was, was bashing the dolphins. He said they were going to get destroyed. Oh, Jesus, is he back on that crap again? See, here's another guy who doesn't give a damn about anything in the community. Is always, uh, whatever I do, he says the opposite. He's like a little child. Neil yeah, says yeah. it's day, he says it's night. Back in the early 80s, remember when we had that great AFC championship? We beat the crap out of the Jets, and yeah. A.J. Dewey had the big day. We had the Killer Bees. And I was playing the stuff on the air in the fight song, and I played some of the Dick Enberg stuff from NBC and trying to whip up some enthusiasm in this horseman or town. And he, we were on the same station on W News, and he comes on the next day, oh, it's boring. I mean, his whole life is based upon whatever Neil says, I do the opposite. He liked the Godfather, I say it sucks. 
He's enthused about the Dolphins. I say it's boring. They suck. I mean, come on, Steve. Grow up already, will you? I mean, be a man like uh, Al Martino. Let me say one thing. King Paul, you know, his, his car dealership is not doing well. His all car dealerships aren't. And as soon as he starts to get heat and he sees he's losing sales because of what's going on over there, you're going to see back to the uh, 40s music again. Yeah, well, it's, they change formats like people change their underwear, so well, stand by. Paul is desperate. Stand by for the next one. Take care. See ya. 146 at WIOD. We have an open line in Broward, 524, and one on a star line at Star IOD. I want to be a star. I feel so left out now, you know? I do. When I go home tonight, get ready to go to Pompano with my purple panties and my pink slippers. I want to be a star. And my cigar. Can you be a star with your cigar and your purple panties and your silk slippers? Hmm. I wish I had satin sheets. Homestead. Yes, hi, Neil. How you doing? Fine. Listen, I'm a long-time listener, and this is the first time I've ever got up the nerve to call you. Wow. Um, I want to talk about this sports channel on Channel 43. At least that's what it is down here in South Dade. Yeah. You don't mean the one that's off the air, do you? Channel 43? Sports News Network? They went off the air. No, they're not off the air. Oh, okay. I listened to them last night. Okay. Have you ever heard of a sports writer, or I think that's what he is, named Bill Gleason? Yeah. Oh, I love that show. Sports writers on TV? Well, you should have heard it last night. Yeah. It was around 11.35, and I was kind of switching. That, that show is taped in Chicago, by the way. All those guys working in Chicago. He's from the... Bill Gleason's from the South Bend newspaper. Well, listen, there was Bill Gleason, a Bill Joss, right, a John somebody from Sports Illustrated, and a Ben B Bentley. Right. And when I turned it on, this is what I heard. They must have been talking about the Buffalo Dolphins game. Yeah. And they said, the weather will be a factor, so let's pray for rotten weather. Then they got to talking about how Chicago can't play on artificial turf, so... Hey, I got news for you. Chicago barely got by the Saints, and the Saints are like a little league team. Well, anyway, they, they picked the Giants, and also they picked, of course, uh, the Raiders, and they said that um, the, the Raiders and uh, San Francisco will end up in the Super Bowl, and, of course, uh, San Francisco will win. Yeah. And um, then Bill Gleese, he sat back in his chair, and he said... He almost cried when that field goal fell short, that Lowry kicked. Why is that? Do you have a bet on it? No, he said that he felt that Steve DeBerg, he loves Steve DeBerg, and he should go all the way. Yeah, right. And he cried. Isn't that it? Well, well, listen, we'll send him a crying towel. And also... Poor baby. Um, but you got to remember, Bill Gleason is from South Bend, okay? Now, you know what university plays in South Bend? Who? What? Notre Dame. Oh, really? See, and that's where they do a lot of crying up there. Every time they don't win by 30 points, whatever kind of sport it is, they do a lot of crying. So he probably rubbed off on him. You know, he's used to crying. Well, anyway, the, the show, I, I guess they talk about a lot of different things. I like the show, though. It's one of my favorite shows, and when they're not knocking the Dolphins, it's usually a pretty interesting show. Oh, my God, you should have heard what they said about the hurricanes. 